Hey friend, welcome to the beginning of a new week and episode 83. And today, oh, this one is going to be a good one. I'm not going to hold back. I'm just going to put it out there. That's, but I put it out there in love. <laughs> I'm putting it out there just because I think these things need to be talked about. So we're going to talk about today the biggest excuses parents make against homeschooling their children. And then we're going to close it out there. And we're going to talk about the real reason that they say no. So we have excuses and then we have the real reason they say no. Every single day, we all make lots of decisions. Some of these decisions are conscious decisions, ones that we are aware of and we are making them with all of the information we're informed and we're deciding that this is what we're going to do. It could be something little such as what are you making for dinner? That's a conscious decision. But we also make a lot of subconscious decisions. Those could be things that even like bad habits of, well, I don't want to eat that cheesecake that I made last night for breakfast, but I kind of just didn't even think about it and just reached into the refrigerator and ate it. I'm That's possibly a true story. I don't know. But we all make either conscious or subconscious decisions every single day. However, even if it is a subconscious decision, it is still a decision because that is evident by action or the lack of action. So every decision we make is shown either to us or to others. When it comes to homeschool, a lot of parents will act as if they are not making the decision to not homeschool. They're just ignoring that part. They know we're out there and they know that if we catch their ear a little bit, we're going to talk about homeschool and we might actually try to convert them because we know the benefits of homeschooling because we're seeing it with our own family. We're seeing it with other families who homeschool. And we know that these other people, these other families could really benefit from homeschooling as well. And the fact that homeschooling is on the rise, it is so much more prevalent. I don't know that there are people out there who don't even know about homeschooling. I really feel like at this point, everybody knows somebody who homeschools or at least knows somebody of somebody. There is, it's like the Kevin Bacon effect, right? <laughs> what is it? Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. There's always going to be a connection. When I started homeschooling 12 years ago, I had one friend and one aunt that homeschooled. And so I, I still, no excuse to me, I could have in those years previously, the homeschooling reached out to them, but I was making that decision. It was a conscious and as well as subconscious decision to put my kids into the school system. And I've mentioned this before. My daughter went kindergarten through second grade. My middle kiddo went kindergarten uh, to the public, just the local school. It was sweet. They really nice teachers and principal there. But I did make that decision not to homeschool them, but to just do what I had, what had been done to me and what everybody else was doing. But I really feel like at this point, it has to be a conscious decision not to homeschool your kids. There's so much out there about what's going on in schools. And even if you agree with those things, you're still making a conscious decision to put your kids into school. But today I want to discuss just here though, the excuses that parents make. Why do I want to talk about this? Because possibly you are a parent that is making those excuses and I'm going to break them down here for you. But you also are going to encounter them as if you're a homeschooler, you're going to encounter them that other people, their friends and family will say, and I want you to have a rebuttal. I want you to have some facts and some information 
and to be ready to combat these things. So are you ready for it? Okay, let's dive in. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Here we are just about at the middle of September, and whether you are thinking about pulling your kids from public school or a private school and homeschooling them, or you've started homeschooling, maybe this is year one and you are just a couple of weeks in, or maybe it's year two, year three and you are feeling lost. Mama, are you tired of wondering if you are doing the right thing each day? You're feeling like you're not going to get this right. You're looking over at somebody else and saying, wow, she homeschools so much better than me. Are you tired of questioning your decision to homeschool? Is this even worth the time and the effort? Am I doing the right things? Am I doing the right curriculum? Am I teaching my kids the way that I should be teaching them? Am I teaching them a way that they'll even understand? Will they even remember any of these things? What's really important for them to know? Are you tired of questioning these things? Friend, I invite you to join me in Clarify Your Homeschool, where you will go from feeling frazzled and overwhelmed and questioning everything to having so much confidence. Guess what? Even before you start, I want to read to you a testimonial from Samantha, who was just getting ready to start her very first year of homeschool and listen to this. She says, I purchased Clarify Your Homeschool and I've been transformed from a mama who was lost to one who is jumping with both feet on the homeschooling bandwagon. I've not only learned the logistics of homeschooling, but Lee has shifted my mindset, opened my eyes and has encouraged me that I can do this and I can do this well. It has already changed my life and I can't wait for this year to start. Friend, I want that to be you. I want you to be saying that to me, not from myself or my ego, but because I want you to be excited to homeschool and I want you to do it well. I've just launched my oldest kiddo out into the world and I know there are no regrets to the fact that we homeschooled. Yeah, maybe there's some things that I would go back and do differently. We all have that in life. But I'm looking and I'm saying, wow, the character and the young woman she is that I have placed out into the world is because of homeschooling and because we homeschool well and because of what we placed as most important in our homeschool. And so friend, if you're hearing this and you have that stirring, I want you to head over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com and I want you to get started today because I want to link arms with you and I want to encourage you that you can do this and you can do it well, I promise. Now, the other day I shared a reel, I guess it was, in an Instagram story. So I shared somebody's reel and this mom was, they didn't even tag the mom, so I don't even know who it is. And not that I would go and find her or anything like that. But the point of the video was that she was going to take a photo of her oldest kiddo on his first day of school. And what she captured instead was this older kiddo was going to the sign. She had a sign there. So it said first grade on it. 
what she captured was him just emotional, hugging his younger brother. And I'm going to get all teary-eyed just talking about it because it brought me to tears. This child was sad and upset because all summer long, he and his brother, they looked like maybe they were two years apart, were best buddies. They did so much together. And now he was going off to school and his younger brother, whether his younger brother was going to preschool or just staying home, that doesn't matter. They were going to be separated and he was emotional about this. And my heart broke. Do you know why? Because that doesn't have to be the scene. Families do not need to be separated. Siblings do not need to be separated. They can do life together. And I'm going to tell you right now that I was one of those moms. And I'm not blaming this mom at all. Because what we think is just normal and what we should do is what culture is doing. And we think that whatever culture is doing is okay. And I'm not going to go off on the rabbit trail here of the entire educational system and all of that stuff. I've done enough research and history and looking into it that there's a lot more than we even realize. But I was one of those moms that didn't question it. And today I want to talk about the biggest excuses that I see parents make against homeschooling their children. And then we're going to wrap it up and I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you right then and there then what the real reason is why they say no. Because these excuses are excuses and they could be valid, but none of these excuses are ones that should be hurdles. They are all ones that can be overcome. However, the real reason they say no, it still can be overcome, but parents first have to recognize and admit that this is the real reason why they are saying no. And it's not all these other excuses. There is a real reason, and that needs to be talked about. That needs to be confronted, and that needs to be brought up. And if at that point you still don't want to homeschool, that's your choice. I really like when people will admit what the actual reason is for not doing something. Don't just make up an excuse. Just say the real reason. I don't want to. Or... I don't feel like going out that night or I don't really want to go and do that type of thing. Just tell people. Okay, let's now I'm just wandering on here. Okay, let's get to these biggest excuses. Now I came up with seven of them. Okay, so number one is parents will say homeschooling costs too much. Mm, I'm going to tell you right now, it does not need to cost much. There were many, 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 many lean years when I was homeschooling all three of my kids. There were some years that I homeschooled all three of them on a couple of hundred dollars. Can you believe that? Now I know that things cost more now than they did then, but maybe we're making more money. I don't know. There's inflation. There's all that stuff. We're not going to get into all that. However, parents will say it costs too much because we say, well, my taxes are going for my kid to go to this school right here. So I'm already paying for that. Well, what about the list of items that your kiddo has to bring into school. I see it every single year when I go to pick up my maybe $10 in supplies at the local Target. And I see parents and their their carts are full. I'm like, okay, 10 bucks here and I'm good for the entire, maybe, some of the years it's even $5. I get my notebooks and pencils and I'm out of there. But all of the things that the kids need that the teachers send in, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. And yes, maybe those supplies don't cost as much as it might to homeschool your kid. But if you are determined to homeschool your child and do so on a budget, it is 100% possible. Number two is parents will say, well, I can't teach them. They won't listen to me. They don't see me as a teacher. Well, they don't see you as a teacher because you don't present yourself in that type of way. And I'm not saying you have to be mom at these hours and teacher at these hours. It is the homeschool, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. 
It is a way of living where there is no moments of teacher mom. Like I am mom all the time. They don't necessarily think of me as teacher because I'm not standing up in front of my kids, sitting at desks, giving them a lecture, pointing to a chalkboard or a whiteboard. That's not the way that we do things. We learn together. And so parents will say, I can't teach them. And I can tell you, yes, you can teach them. There are amazing resources out there if you're feeling really unprepared or really like you can't, lack of confidence, we'll say. There's a lot of great resources out there, but I 100% can tell you that you can teach them. And I've said this before on the podcast, and I'm going to say it here again. What kind of system, like how good of a system is it if it leaves you, the mom, say 30 years old, feeling ill-equipped and like you can't teach a five-year-old how to read. And I'm not saying five-year-olds need to read. There's a, there's a range there of kids to read, but let's just put those numbers out there. What kind of great system did you go through if it makes you feel like you can't teach a five-year-old how to read? I'm just going to leave that as an open-ended question right there for you. But you can teach them. If you want to teach them, you can teach them. Number three on my list of excuses parents use not to homeschool their kids is, drumroll please, it is the bad S word when it comes to homeschooling. And this is rated G, so it's, I promise it's only a bad word in the homeschool world, okay? It is the word socialization. People are worried, what about socializing my kids? Well, forced association is not socialization. I can tell you with 100% accuracy here that my three kiddos are way more socialized than I was at 14, 17, and almost 20. Way more socialized because guess what? We were out in the world. We did life with people between the ages of zero and 100. Just because they aren't with kids just their exact same age doesn't mean they're not socialized. My kids do know how to interact with other teens. I, I promise you, I can assure you of that. But we were able to, they ran errands with me, we're out in the world and about. We were able to volunteer for a lot of different opportunities during the day because we had the time to rearrange our schedule, our routine, and that was important to me. So we'd be out in the world volunteering with adults. All that to say there are so many opportunities for kids to be fully, quote unquote, socialized. When parents use this excuse, I want you to really stop and think like, what is socialization to you? What do you think it is? What do you picture it as? Is socialization your child being able to interact with people of all ages? Now, there's some kids that are going to be more shy. That's fine. I would rather my kids be out in the world and be able to interact with people of all different ages, not to have their face in a screen and not to be stuck in a room with kids of all their same age. So if that's what you, if you want the first thing I mentioned there, like my kids have, then homeschooling is the solution for that. Okay. Socialization. I'm, we're just going to kick that out of here. That's, it's, it's a moot point. Is that how you say it? Moot point. It's just, it's a ridiculous excuse. We're just going to say that. Number four, parents will say, well, the school can do better. They're experts. What? They're an expert on your child? No, they're not. They might be an expert, quote unquote expert. They might have taken classes. They might have read some research studies. They might have observed some children and they might understand how to facilitate um, the passing on of information to a larger group of children at the same time, but they can't do better. 
You know your child better than any quote-unquote expert does. They can come up with all of their different psychological analysis and all those whatever things that they can come up with, but the school cannot do better than you. Now, there are some parents that are ill-equipped to even parent well, and that's not who I'm speaking to because I'll tell you right now, I've gotten in and I've spoken to a, a bunch of other homeschool moms that are on Instagram who share about homeschooling. And at different times, all of us have had to deal with grown children. Um, they never really give you a lot of information. They have directed me towards certain Reddit threads. And I've gone through and read just to do a little bit of research to see about, they're saying, well, you're going to damage your child. Homeschooling is so terrible for them. They're going to not do well. And when I go through, it really makes me sad. But when I go through and I look at it, it really has nothing to do with homeschooling. It has to do with parenting. They had bad parents and maybe they would have been better off in the school system so that they were out of the house and away from the bad parents and somebody might have been able to come alongside them, a teacher, an administrator, some adult might have been able to recognize that. But most of the time, Parents who are just bad parents anyway and shouldn't homeschool aren't going to be listening to this podcast episode. So we're going to assume that you do not fall into that category and that I'm going to tell you that you, the school can't do better than you. I promise you that. Number five, they'll say, oh, well, they won't be prepared for the world. What? I wish I had like sound effects here because I would like screech like a record stopping or something. They absolutely will be prepared for the world. When we moved uh, to this state, I had the blessed opportunity. God really provided a lot of homeschool families that had children that were older than mine, which was so amazing because I was really nervous about homeschooling the middle school and high school years. And so I have had the opportunity to watch uh, probably close to 20 kids launch out into the world from homeschooling, and they are all prepared. Now, they are all pursuing different paths. They all had different strengths and weaknesses. Yes, some are more shy and they're not going to be out there. They're not looking to be like a news anchor in front of a camera. They're fine to go work and um, do something with their hands. And that's, that's great. I actually consider it a really high privilege that I am able to walk my kids from, you know, being a young child to the tween years and all the way to the teen years and the young adult years and prepare them for the world and be able to talk about these things and these encounters. Uh, and 24-7. And my kids, again, like I said, with the socialization, they are way more prepared for the world than I was at their age. Number six. Ooh, this is a big one here. Parents will say, I don't have enough patience. And I'm going to tell you right now, you might not have enough patience. But if you want to homeschool, patience will grow. Homeschool has been the we would say the biggest, but one of the biggest sanctification tools that the Lord has used for me. And when we started, I was an extremely impatient person. I, I don't want to say I had road rage because I don't want you to picture me like crazy driving around, but I would get so mad about everything. People cutting me off, like as if I, you know, the, the road should have been paved clear for me because I'm like, oh, let me through. No, it was just ridiculous. That's how impatient I was. And when I realized I was impatient, I asked God for patience and <laughs> careful when you do that because a lot of opportunities will present themselves to learn patience. But you'll say, I don't have enough patience. And you might not, but it is an area where you can grow. Homeschooling is more about the home and more about the relationships together and also our own personal growth than it is about school. 
you will grow patience. If you want to homeschool, you will grow patience. Okay, number seven here. Parents will say, my kids are too bad to homeschool. Okay, well, I'm going to try to tread a little lightly on this one. If your kids are too bad for you to homeschool, there are some other issues that need to be addressed first. You can still homeschool. And I would highly suggest that when you decide to homeschool, you don't jump straight into all the curriculum, that you work on de-schooling and you work on reorienting your parenting. You actually maybe read some books, take some classes. You figure out what is it? What, how do we want to raise our children? And you and your husband are a united front and you come up with some decisions. Maybe you need to watch, what is that nanny show uh, from way back in the day? I don't remember the name of it, but maybe watch some of those episodes. <laughs> I'm not saying you're a bad parent or anything, but I'm just saying that if your kids are too bad for you to homeschool, there are some issues and just some things that need to be worked on underneath the surface. And then you can get to the actual school part and the curriculum and all those things that you think of when it comes to homeschooling. Okay, from those seven, how many can you kind of identify with? How many are you like, yes, that is totally me. All right, friend, you're going to head over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. And I promise you that we will work through these things and we'll get to the other side of all seven of them. If that's what it is that is holding you back, I promise you, I will work through all seven of those with you individually. But now, as promised, let's get to the real reason why parents say no and don't want to homeschool. Are you ready? Another drum roll here. It's because of fear. And you'll say to yourself, fear of what? All right, I've got a list here for you. Okay, I'm going to break down each one of these. There is the fear of the unknown. Because maybe you don't know a lot of homeschoolers. You've not seen it be successful. And it's also something different. You don't know what it's going to look like. And I'm going to tell you right now that even if you have decided I am going to homeschool and you have a picture in your mind, it might not look like that. It might look like that the first year. It might look different. We don't know. We as humans get scared of what we don't know. Now, some people love to charge right into things that they don't know. But there's a fear of unknown. There's also a fear of rejection. Rejection of family from being rejected, basically, from family or friends from our community, from our neighbors, just from relationships. And that can be real. And if it is, I, there are some episodes you go kind of way back. I did some about this, but it can take time. And I want you to not let this be an excuse or a reason why, because you're afraid of what other people are going to think. Um, hello, we're going to guess again, assume maybe you're 30. Okay. Whatever age you are, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, whatever. I feel like a um, auctioneer at this point. But no matter what age you are, we have got to get over the fear of rejection. When we know, we know, we know, we know in our heart that we are to homeschool our kids, who cares what the neighbors say? Who cares even what your best friend says? And I know that's a hard one. Your friend will come around. And if they don't, they weren't really a good friend. Your family, they will come around. It might take some time. Some will say of like your parents, the children's grandparents, don't know anything different. And they really do have the best interests of your kids in mind when they have concerns about it. Talk through those concerns. But rejection is not an excuse. It's not a reason not to homeschool. The next fear is of being different. We in a culture and we as people, we want to be accepted by the crowd and by the group of, at large. And as homeschoolers, we're not always accepted by the group at large. But I think we're seeing more and more and more now that maybe the group at large isn't the group that you want to be a part of. 
The next one is another real reason is this one. I, I can relate to this one. This one really was part of my reason at the very beginning is that as moms, we just want free time. Now we've raised our kids. We've gotten them to five years old. They're alive. They're doing well. I'd like some free time. But when we decided to have children or to adopt children, we signed up for it for the long haul. This isn't just like a five-year plan here. This is like a lifetime. It's not even an 18-year plan. It is a forever year plan. And so we just want some free time. I get that. There are other ways that you can get some free time. I promise. Trust me. You can. There's creative, creative ways to get some free time. It might not, it's not going to be nine to three, like you would if you put your kiddos on a school bus and then they came home later on. It's not going to be that much time, but it is completely worth it when you get to the end of all the years of homeschooling. The next real reason um, of fear is that they don't trust themselves due to the system. And I alluded to this and I talked about this earlier, is that we don't trust ourselves. That's, you know, so we give birth to a baby. And, you know, we leave the hospital and they just give you the baby. And you're like, wait, what? You, aren't you coming home with me? Don't, aren't there more things? Like what? Listen, you're trustworthy with your child. You're trustworthy with the newborn. You're trustworthy with a five-year-old who's in kindergarten. You're trustworthy with a sixth grader, with an eighth grader, with a high school senior. You can trust yourself. Don't let the system hold you back. Okay, friend, this was a real fun one. I'm going to run through these real quick. I know that this is a little bit longer of an episode. I try to keep them shorter, but there was so much to say. Okay, the excuses that parents use to not homeschool cost too much, that they can't teach them. They're worried about socialization. They say, oh, the experts in the school can do better. Parents are saying, well, my kids won't be prepared for the world. Oh, I as a parent don't have enough patience or my kids are too bad. The real reason that parents don't want to homeschool is because of fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of rejection, fear of being different, fear from not having free time, and fear of not being able to trust yourself due to the system that we've been through. I'm wondering right now if any of these are kind of hitting home with you, and I would love to be able to discuss more so with you. You can send me an email anytime at info, I-N-F-O, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. But really the core of everything, you need to hop over to Clarify Your Homeschool, and we'll be able to get you connected there and set up and doing your homeschool, discovering your homeschool lifestyle for your exact family. Friend, this was fun. I hope you're still here for it. Kind of went off a little bit on this one. I don't have a lot of notes. I was just kind of going from the top of my head and just, I would just say the passion within within me because I know that homeschool is amazing and it can be amazing and it will be amazing. All right. I will see you back here in a couple of days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.